Chapter 8. What can you expect in a religion where criticism and inquiry are allowed? A religion devoid of discipline, into which everybody may enter as into a mill and believe what he pleases. Alphonse Daudet, The Evangelist, 1883. The Catholics are right, you know, Babette asserts over breakfast one Saturday morning. We're at the Eastmoreland Golf Course Bar and Grill yet again, her favorite nearby eatery. The sunlit room is dotted with small round tables, and a harried waitress sets down our food before rushing off. Protestants always want you to read the Bible and understand things that cannot be comprehended. They expect us of people with scant historical knowledge, no basis for elucidating ancient or Roman-era texts, certainly, and think sense will result? Christian theologians have disagreed for centuries on what scriptures mean. That is why you need priests and a pope to interpret them and reach uniform conclusions. Look at what good Bible literacy has done for Protestants. They all believe something different. Every person looks at the old scrolls and takes a different message. Then they go out and form another sect because, of course, God has shown them the way. The way, the truth, and the life? People find whatever truth suits their ways and life in that book. I shrug, taking a sip of orange juice. The truth is my waffle couldn't be more delicious. How's your pancake? Babette grimaces with annoyance. She slams her cup down so hard the coffee sloshes and over-easy eggs tremble. Her determined eyes transfix me. What frustrates me is that Protestant churches make the mistake of saying, you may criticize, you may ask questions. One time, years ago, I attended Bible studies where skepticism was encouraged. I held back until one woman spoke about what a wonderful moral guide the Bible is for children. At that, I couldn't be contained. Have you even opened this book? I asked her. How can you read these Old Testament stories to young people, where a god showers his favor on worshippers who commit the most obscene acts? I then quoted examples for them of rapists, drunkards, murderers, all chosen above others for membership among the right tribe of savages. And then, the New Testament, I told them, where a select few are rewarded with some heaven, where their greatest joy will be watching eternal torment of friends and relatives in hell. At least Catholics are straightforward. They feel, we don't care what you think the Bible says, keep it to yourself, and I much prefer that. Really? Sometimes I get the impression that drives you absolutely mad. Babette smiles. A chunk of pancake drops unnoticed from her fork. Ah, true. Of course, even at St. Agatha's, it's hard to resist the being a pest. There was a time when I found myself in conversation with some nuns at a picnic. One said she thought it was such a shame that so many young people these days indulge in masturbation. What? I asked. She repeated herself. No, I replied, uh, what is this? How do you say master abatement? She didn't wish to explain further, but I made a wide-eyed picture of complete incomprehension. She then spelled it out in detail, and at that I drew back horrified, saying, I had no idea people did these things. What an absolute shock. Oh, she felt so terrible for having tainted my innocent mind. A well-dressed couple at the next table glances over quickly, then looks away. 
Babette's voice carries, as usual. The man draws on a napkin to distract his small blonde daughter. His wife frowns, scowling at us. I don't understand why on earth you go to these churches when you despise them so, I say. My fork candle is sticky, with maple syrup. This will be difficult for you, Ross. First of all, your being raised by wretched Presbyterians destroyed any sense of guilt, which a proper education under the Catholic system would have developed and nourished. So, you can't understand the compulsion to go someplace I abhor and mumble words of prayer I don't believe in. For me, masses are pure torture, but not attending would be a thousand times worse. You know, I cannot enter a church and hear sermons without my mind in turmoil at what a fool I am. The laughter of my hero Marcus Aurelius convicts me for my weakness that even after so many years I cannot break free. As a woman, it is a special insult. I follow a religion that declares my entire sex at fault for the original sin of mankind. And furthermore, you have ancient church fathers such as St. Augustine, who hated females with an absolute passion and laid the foundation for centuries of terrible abuse. Women, you see, are so wicked and ungrateful to produce life in imitation of God, but give birth between where they piss and shit? That is what he wrote. Inter feces et nasimur. It sounds a little less vulgar in Latin, naturally. Babette forks up a final bite of her limp pancake and sips at what must now be quite tepid coffee. As much as I tease the Catholic Church, she continues, I desire its survival, and this continued ban against priests taking wives will only make that more difficult. People possess desires, and suppression often results in rather unusual expressions. For instance, many years ago, there was a priest at Bazas, my school in France, who had a taste for young children. Not the most remarkable thing, sadly, but this man's great peculiarity was that he could only achieve sexual arousal from scripture read out loud. So, on occasions when he took me to an out-of-the-way dark place, I would bring my little prayer book. As you can imagine, it was quite difficult reading by candlelight as this sweaty old fellow pushed and rummaged behind me. Therefore, I soon memorized long passages for recitation, and by that way brought him pleasure. Really, such experiences, more than anything, I credit in the development of my memory. Babette sets down her empty cup and wipes crumbs from the side of her mouth. Are you ready? Shall we go? I look down at my plate. One last waffle segment languishes in a puddle of congealed syrup. Sweetness clogs my throat when I try to swallow. The skies are a glorious blue as we drive home, and beside the road, two joggers plod along, their white shoes drumming on the sidewalk. Babette glances over at them. They keep running. But they'll never get away.